Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Masick, and joining me is my son, Jaden. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, this is episode 23 for the week of June the 10th. Um, we did not record last week. Uh, things just got kind of got out of our hands with everything going on and life and work, and we just couldn't seem to pull a show together last week. So um, I guess it's our first week we've actually taken off. So, But we are back with episode 23, and today's t- uh, show specifically, we want to talk to you about some of our favorite Nintendo Switch accessories. And so uh, it should be a, f- or a fun show and an exciting show. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash Dad's Gaming Corner. And as always, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can do that at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. Send us your thoughts, questions, and your own story. Yeah, mom, dad, or kid. And you always yeah. say send us your mom and dad stories, but like if you're a kid listening, uh, get your parents' permission. I'd love to read one of your letters. That'd be really cool. Uh-huh. That'd be really cool. But you can't. You have to be a, a mom or a dad, though. Even if you're a kid, you have to be a mom or a dad. That makes no sense. Yeah, well. Anyways. You going to finish that thought? <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, well. <laughs> forgot, where I was, forgot where I was going. Forgot where, I don't know where you could have gone with that. So yeah. um, We only have two pieces of news we want to talk about. Um, these are kind of old, being that um, we, we missed last week, but I still wanted to talk about them. So the first thing is that on May 29th, we saw the release of XCOM 2, the collection, as well as the Borderlands collect, Legendary Collection, and then last and certainly not least, my favorite out of all these, uh, Bioshock The Collection. And so um, that's really exciting. It was a week and a half ago these released. And what's cool about this is that uh, 2K has already been a supporter for the Nintendo Switch. They've brought you know all of their NBA 2K18, or not K, I'm sorry, 18, their NBA series to the Switch, including 18, 19, 20. I'm sure they're going to continue um, there's the wonderful, high, very highly reviewed uh, WWE 2K18, um, you know, Mm-mm. like 9 out of 10. And then there was uh, NBA 2, uh, 2K Playgrounds, yeah. Carnival, Sid Meier's. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And so they have a lot of games on the Switch. And with them releasing these three bundles right here, you're essentially getting, you know, set, well, I guess almost eight. Because XCOM 2, um, the, 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 the collection there comes with XCOM 2 plus the very uh, standalone expansion pack. So you're almost getting like, uh, what is that, six? That's eight new games all on, on day one. Um, and what's cool is that in, a, in an interview with Famitsu, uh, Famitsu excuse me, the publisher's uh, chief creative, Thessman, said the company wanted to continue releasing games on, on the Nintendo Switch in the future. He said that 2K is eager to release more games on the Nintendo Switch. And that's exciting to hear because the games they're bringing so far um, have been good titles. These aren't like the... Bottom of the bin, um, we talked in length about how EA in the like past has it, brought yeah. just a few of the small games and not bringing us their main titles. Right. 2K is bringing us the main titles. And um, there's a lot of people, or not maybe not a lot, there's a lot of com- uh, conversations around the fact that the Switch is turning into a port console because all we're receiving are, you know, not all, but a lot of the times we're getting just ports of games. Um, I don't feel like that's a bad thing at all. Um you know, your generation, you've never played uh-huh. any of these games like Bioshock or, no. or anything else. Although you did play Bioshock today. You want to talk to people about that? No, not really. Go ahead. No, it was pretty scary. It wasn't, it wasn't scary. It was just very stressful and just, like, tense and not enjoyable. Like, like you didn't enjoy it at all. Like that, I've stated on the show many times, and I've told people, Bioshock, I mean, all three, but number one, is still one of my all-time favorite games. 
hands down. The series, one of my favorite series of all times. Love the Bioshock games. Yeah. No. I mean, it was fun, I guess, but... Was there anything about it that you liked? There was. I just can't pinpoint what it was. So, but there was something. So I made Jaden play the first chapter through until you get, uh, uh, you know, you you're, you're, uh, can't talk. <laughs> you you start within the water, you go through the first level, and then uh, um, Atlas is leading you through, and then you make it into the medical pavilion. So right. once you got into the medical pavilion, pavilion, we saved it, we stopped it, and that's when you said, I'm done with games, I'm going to sell my Switch. Yeah, I did say that. Um, yeah, it was just very stressful the whole time. Like the whole time, you know, you're walking around and there's, broken bathrooms everywhere and everything's just broken and just nasty looking and there's all these scary people everywhere and you're hearing voices the whole time it was just a very stressful game now one thing i noticed uh, watching you play bioshock was that you play like i play to where instead of just following the arrow and going to the next thing you looked around every nook and cranny right. like you what's on this side nothing but water what's over here an empty wall what's over here a chair and right. you still checked every little thing um, and so, and I'm curious if you were to play a game like that, if you, if that's how you would actually play it. So like I just started playing the outer worlds and I feel like I should be a lot further than I am, but I'm having a conversation with every, you know, NPC that I can have a conversation with and I'm following every you know line they have. Yeah. See, I don't do that. Well, okay. It depends on the game. Like Mario plus rabbits, for example, you know, when you're walking around the world, there's a lot of, um, just empty space. You can go just look around. Right. And I always do that because, you know, there could be, a, you know, some coins like a chest or something. So I, I walk around everywhere. And the problem with that is sometimes I forget a lot what area I've looked at. So I look at the same area like five times just going in a circle. But, um, yeah, I do that with some games. But, like, some games I don't talk to every Like, no. Like Zelda, Breath of the Wild, I did not talk to everybody in that game. So what was it about Bio? So Bioshock, I didn't, you didn't want to play. I was making you play the first chapter right. because it's my favorite, one of my favorite games, and I wanted you to try it out. So mm-hmm. why didn't you just go straight to the end of the first chapter? Why were you checking every little thing, um, checking all the boxes, looting all the bodies, going into every little area that you honestly could have just skipped? I don't know. When, well, when you, when you first start the game, everything... We were talking about it earlier. There is like super detailed and everything looks really cool. So that might have just been part of it, you know, just wanting to see everything. But I really don't know. It's just I just kind of did it. I didn't really think. So what did you what did you think about the detail? Because that's one of the things that draws me into Bioshock so much is that the games are extremely detailed. You walk you're walking down a hallway and it's not just like a gray corridor. There may be a chip in the wall over here and a plant right here, and it's partially dead and then partially alive. And there's everything is so so meticulously Mm -hmm. detailed. I I really admire that about these. games. I thought it was really cool, but then at the same time, it was like just it just added to the spooky factor because like you know you walk into a bathroom and then like one or two lights are flickering above and one of the stalls are like all bloody and one of the sinks are all busted up. So, you know, just some tiles in the floor right. out, stuff like that, you know, it's so, added to the spookiness. You, you did make the comment. You, you pulled back on a previous episode where you talked, when we talked about how um, animal crossing, I don't remember what, exactly what we talked about, but how it was rated oh, as yeah, this yeah. very calming, soothing, you know, game. And then call of duty, is one uh, of the most stressful games. The stressful game to play during COVID nineteen. Right. Everybody's quarantined at home, and you said, "No, it's this I'm one. feeling it right now." It's this one. Yeah, <laughs> I need some Animal Crossing after after Bioshock. 
This is Animal Crossing Therapy. Mm-hmm. Well, this is really exciting to come from 2K because uh, they have a very rich ga- uh, library of other games as well. So the fact that they brought these out, um, I've, I've looked at uh, Bioshock. It looks amazing on Switch. Loading it up the first time. I've played through the first couple levels. Absolutely loving it again. I mean, I've talk- talked about it on the show before, but Bioshock 1, I've beaten like six, seven times. And so Bioshock 2, I've beaten probably like four, and Bioshock 3... I think I've been it twice, and so I, I'm I'm all, I'm ready right now to go back through that all that trilogy. I'm not beginning to end. Um, it looks great on Switch, and then Borderlands looks great on Switch. I haven't had a chance to play it multiplayer yet. I really want to, but it looks great. XCOM. Um, I've never played XCOM two. Played the first one and all the expansions on PC. So I'm looking forward to playing it on the console and seeing how it looks. I have seen some review videos of it. Um, it looks like XCOM. I can definitely see that they reduced a lot of the. Uh, graphical fidelity and whatnot, shadowing, things like that, the textures, but it looks good. And so I'm excited. I'm excited. Excite, that was excited and exciting as one word. I'm, exciting. Uh, I don't know if I can say that again, but anyway. Excited. I'm excited to check it out. I think it's going to be cool. Uh-huh. So anyway, so it's anyway, good news that 2K is bringing out more games to Switch and that they're excited to bring new games. So I'm excited for that as well. Uh, the next piece of news, the only other piece of news we're going to talk about is that the it looks like that Sega is trying to make a comeback with a game. The Game Gear. Um, kind of, maybe. I don't know. It's interesting. So, Jay, this is before your your childhood. You've heard tons of stories from me about the Game Boy and how much I played right. the Game Boy. Um, and I we've talked before about the Game Gear as well, that it came out you know, right there in the 90s and that it had um, uh, a color display to stand up against the Game Boy's, you know, basically pea green and gray screen. You know, that real gross screen okay. um it, uh, you know that's all it was this little thing right here and you know this game gear that was just you know all, you know all these colors and, and everything else and it was competing against it so um that that's what it was when i was growing up but i showed it to you and everything else so so sega came out and there's all these rumors about this new thing that they're going to be doing and and the secret project and they were going to come out and release anniversary it? this we didn't know what it was, and there was speculation that that based on leaks that it was going to be a some kind of a re-release of the Game Gear. Um, I think what a lot of people were thinking originally is that if they're going to do that, they're going to do something like Nintendo did with the NES Mini Classic, you know, where it's preloaded with I don't remember how many games it is now, like games, twenty-four right. games or something like that. Um, instead, what Sega is doing is that they're making the uh, the Game Gear Micro. Uh, they're available for pre-order right now in Japan. So right now it seems to be this is a Japan-only thing. Um, I can't imagine them not bringing it to stateside. But um, it's going to be – so it's the Game Gear Micro. And I printed a, a little picture here for us to both look at. This thing is tiny. I mean, this thing is is yeah. tiny. Let me give you just the specs on it right now. Each each console – so there are four different colors. They're black, blue, red, and yellow. Each one is fifty. Is going to cost fifty dollars or fifty U.S. dollars. That's just under five thousand yen. Um, each one comes. So there's four consoles, and each one only comes with four games, and each one is fifty dollars. Yeah. So again, so think about it for a minute. So fifty bucks for a you know portable that has four games on it. Now I'm sure you can. There's going to be hackers out there loading with more games. And these things are ugly. But let me give you the yeah. Let me give you the the the, the stats on, or the specs on it. I mean, this thing's almost the size of a Joy-Con. I mean, when you yeah. think about it, it's 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 smaller than a Joy-Con. Um, where the original um, Game Gear had a you know 32 color screens. But here here's here's the the size, and that's this is part that I can't get out of my head. That's messed up for me. I'm I'm trying to. I just had it. I'm trying to find it again, and it's not 
on my screen, but this I'll, dude I'll find in it the again. picture, this dude's thumb is like half as big as the thingy. Okay, here it is. So the original Game Gear had a three point two inch square backlit screen. Okay, so three three point two inches. Okay, so not huge, but then again, back in the day with game, with uh, the Game Boy, that was more than enough. Three point two inches. Okay, this new one's display is one point one five inches. What? 1.15 inches. It's 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 just over two inches smaller. So so like the, this. So the yeah. So the well smaller than that. The last one was was just just shy of three and a quarter inches. This new one is barely over one inch. That's so it's a third of the size of the original Game Gear. Wait wait, wait so yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> this is an actual thing. Yeah no, this is an actual thing. This is what it looks like. And so, if you were to, if you were to play, if this came out back the same day that the Game Gear came out, you, you'd almost call this the Game Gear Pocket. The original Game Gear was, you know, roughly this big. Um, it had something like uh, six AA batteries in it that would only last three to five hours. I mean, this thing burned through batteries because it had a th- thirty-two, right. um, thirty-two color screen. So it's the, the old one was like this big. This new one is this tiny, tiny thing. So just imagine like a one-inch square, and that's your screen. You know what it's all here? You know what it'd be similar to your Apple Watch. An Apple Watch. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're counting. But look at your Apple Watch. Now, pretend that your Apple Watch, turn it sideways so it's a little bit larger. And that's basically the screen you're looking at on, on this thing. That's okay? terrible. And it's loaded with only four games, and it's going to cost you $50. But that's not a good deal. So Why would they re-release the only these thing, as a big anniversary The only thing? thing I can figure out is that they're releasing these not for the general consumer, like you or, my, or myself, but they're releasing it to diehard Game Gear collectors. No. So here's the other thing: the fact that these screens are so small. Uh, uh, if you pre-order these, um, f- you know, from Japan, rather be Amazon pre-orders are, are up. If you or pre-order these from like Play Asia, you can get all four as a bundle. Sega is throwing in a magnifying glass. I kid you not. I mean, I gave you a picture of it. So these are fifty bucks a piece, or oh, you can pre-order. What that is? Yes, you can pre-order all four of that them looks like a for two hundred dollars. And what it is, it gives you this big window. That's what they call it: Sega Big Window. That sits over the screen to amplify the screen size. So here's here's the thing: if I was playing Mario on a one inch screen, I wouldn't like it, but I could do it. You know, because Mario's not real fast. Sega is all about speed with Sonic, right? right. So now think about playing Sonic on a one inch screen, where yeah. you're trying to see the coins you got to pick up, or I'm sorry, not coins. That's Mario. The rings you're trying to pick up, plus avoid all the enemies and everything else, and you get through, you know, skip, jump over the spikes and everything else on a one inch screen. So I just, I don't know. It, I'm not. I'm definitely not getting these. Uh, if these end up tanking like crazy, and then you know they come stateside and they tank, and I can pick them up for fifteen bucks a piece, I would do that. So that way I'd have a full set of all four colors for sixty bucks. I would do that. I wouldn't even spend a hundred on all four though. Yeah, that's, they're not even worth twenty five dollars a piece. This big window, y'all go look this up after or right now while you're listening because this looks so bad. <laughs> it does. It looks terrible. Like the design is just awful. I've heard people mention that they would like to see like a um, like the Game Boy make a comeback and like a anniversary edition. It's loaded up with like sixteen games or whatever else. Again, six give us sixteen games. This is four games for fifty bucks. It's but just see, totally Nintendo not worth it. Nintendo could do that because they're Nintendo. They could pull. Well, that it's the off. quality of the games. Anyway, I don't know. It, it, just right into the show. If you're if you're interested in this in this Game Gear, uh, what do they call it? Micro Game Gear Micro. Yes. Uh, if you're interested in this Game Gear Micro. Send us an email, hey dad at dadsgamingcorner.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, it is handheld. It's a true handheld. It can be charged over USB, but it can also run off two AAA batteries. Yeah, I don't know. I just think this is kind of a 
bad idea? I think it's a terrible idea. I don't yeah. know what I mean. I'm, I mean, I'm no curious about the, Sega, the the, the um, marketing yeah. on this. So, anywho, anyways, anywho, uh, so let's go ahead and move on to what we've been up to, and then we'll go into our main topic for today. So, Jay, won't you kick us off? What, we've been, what have you been okay. up to this week? Um, mainly Mario plus Rabbids. Mm-hmm. You know, slow down on Animal Crossing a little bit because you know. I just caught all the fish. I think I just caught the last fish I needed for this month, like two days ago. For June? Mm-hmm. So you already caught up with June? I'm already caught up. All the fish? Yeah. What about and the bugs? bugs. And the bugs? And the bugs. See, I I still haven't caught uh, bugs and fish, all of all of either one that have come out in May. I'm really, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm at least three weeks behind Animal Backing. Crossing. My animal, I'm, ugh, I don't even know if I have any ant villagers left. Yeah. They I got weeds did. everywhere. They're like, see ya. That probably. Yeah. Although I did, I did, ch- I did uh, log in once. I mean, I haven't even played really. I just, we've been so busy, but, um, I did log in a week ago and my, fr- I had my first, not my first villager who'd say, who said, I'm thinking about considering moving away. Um, I've had that before, but it was the first time I said, okay, well, if you want to, you know, I wish you the best of luck. Go ahead, basically get off my island. Um, and I did that because I don't really care. But this is the first villager I've been like, eh, I don't know if I really like you. I'm ready for you to go. There's another villager, uh, Colton, that's on my island. I don't really care for him either. I'm ready for him to go too. Yeah, Colton sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna. So you have a friend named Colton. I do have a, a very friend close Colton. friend named yeah. Colton. I'm gonna text him this episode and say, Hey, listen to it at the what 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 mark are we in the show? What minute? Seventeen thirty. Okay, because I haven't. I started it late over here. Well, it's probably more like seventeen twenty-five. Okay, so uh, Colton, listen at minute seventeen and listen to what Jayden said. Yeah, yeah. Get off his island. N- not nothing personal. It's just you know. Anyways, yeah. But I speaking of um people leaving, I finally got. There's this one. Ooh, this one villager on my island named Twiggy. Right, man. She made Twiggy. Me, Twiggy. She's like a little Tweety. I keep thinking of Tweety. She made me so mad. Like, every single day, she was so annoying. And I've been trying to get her off my island for at least two or three months now. Just trying to shoo her away. And she finally was like, yo, I'm thinking about leaving. And I was like, bye. And you let her leave? I, I, I told her to leave. You told was, her to leave? I was like, have, I, was, I said, good luck. Go do whatever you like. So that was nice. And then I replaced her with a koala. So that was pretty cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. I looked through the list of all of the amiibos that you can get through the cards because those are the ones you can actually invite into the game to play with you. And there's some that I really want. And the koala was one of them that I saw that I really want. And so now that I have a free spot, I need to try to bring somebody in that I want. So uh, what else have you been playing? Um, Mario plus Rabbids more than Animal Crossing right now. And you're going back through your second time of beating that game. Yes, this is my second time. And um, I just got to Chapter 5 in World... Four. World Four, Chapter Five. I just so, got Chapter Five. I have a, I, so, I have two questions. First okay. question: For you know, we we've recommended this game a lot to people. Like, if right. you're getting a Switch, day one purchase, get Mario Plus Rabbids. Okay. Especially since you can get it on sale most times for around twenty bucks, both digitally and physically, mm-hmm. or physical and digital, whatever. Um, but a lot of people still look at that game and they're like, "No, I don't like the rabbits and like the way it looks. I'm not into strategy games." You know, they, those kind of comments. What would you say to them to say, "Hey, give this game a shot"? Um, well, I don't know. What would be your sales pitch? Because I really don't have any. I've never had really any experience with rabbits other than this game. So I don't know what it's like to not so, like them. So that maybe is a good point. So wh- what would you say to a friend of yours to say, hey, you need to check out this game? Oh, well, you know what? I've never, there you go. I've never had any real experience with rabbits. 
And, you know, you might have thought that this would ruin it for me, ruin rabbits, but it didn't. The rabbits are funny in this game. At least I think so. They're cool, you know, and you playing, you're playing as Mario. So it's not just rabbits the whole time because you walk around as Mario. Mario's the main guy, you know, and like the whole story you're trying to, you're, oh, you're trying to rescue a rabbit actually from Bowser. No, no spoilers, but you know, you see this when you, you first open the, the game, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. I don't know. Definitely worth picking up. Yeah, I mean, it was sure. a whole and lot there. If you and then you said it's based on XCOM, right? Well, I mean, the strategy, like, is it, right. yeah, it's, yes, it's totally an so XCOM. So if you like XCOM, then I mean, you know, go for this one. Yeah, it's a good game. It's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, why don't you tell people your revelation you had just thirty forty five minutes ago as we were prepping for the show about the pipes? Oh, in right. The game. Okay. So you know, I've been playing Mario since I was like. I don't even know. You've been around how. Mario as long as you can remember. Right. So, you know, I know Mario. I know he goes through pipes and eats mushrooms and stuff. And today I was playing Mario. Plus, I was about <laughs> to kick the table. I was playing Mario plus Rabbids. And um, I went through a pipe, right, to get to this area. And then I realized, hey, because I made a comment. Um, I said, what did I say? Oh, yeah, I said, hey, go through the pipe. Because I was, I was in the middle of a battle. Right. And you can go through pipes to get to different areas on the course. I said, hey, go through this pipe, Mario. This is literally what you do for a living. <laughs> and then it hit me. Wait a minute. There's pipes all in Mario because he's a plumber. <laughs> That's because I never realized. I just thought, you know, it was a pipe. It was a good way to go somewhere. But... I realized that since he's a plumber, that's why there's pipes. Everywhere. Have you ever heard him call Mario and Luigi called the Plumber Brothers? Yeah, and so I knew I knew the Plumber Brothers. Right, I knew they were plumbers. The Plumber Brothers. <laughs> plumber Brothers. But it just clicked like plumbers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. pipes. I, I I've known they're plumbers this whole time, <laughs> but it just hit me earlier that that's why there's pipes everywhere in the game. Oh, I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta keep those pipes clean. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I think it's great. Um. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play a whole lot. Um, I did, like I said, I, I when when so I have an interesting story around the Outer Worlds. And I'll get to that in a second. So I've been playing Bioshock because, um, like I said in the show so many times, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I've been I've, I've been saying since day one that the Switch launched that Bioshock would be a perfect game on this platform, and I stand by it. It looks great and on and. Uh, docked mode on the TV. It looks great. It feels great in handheld mode. I think it's awesome. They included motion aiming. I mean, just the game is perfectly made for the Switch. Love it. Um, Played the first couple levels. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Okay, so it came out Friday. So, I mean, as soon as it downloaded, I, I, I played it immediately. So, it, I wanted to try the Outer Worlds, though. So, my goal was that um, I had a copy of the Outer Worlds that I pre-ordered, physical, those being delivered to my house on Friday. And then I was going to download, um, I, actual, I actually pre-ordered it digitally as well. So, I expected it to hit my email box, you know, Friday morning around midnight or early, early Friday morning so I could be downloading it. So by the time I was done with work Friday, I could actually play. Someone uh, was uh, was coming by the house that I was just going to, you know, he's paying me for the physical copy so I didn't have to return to the store. He wanted it anyway. I was like, hey, we can check out the first hour together. You play yours, I'll play mine. We can, you know, just check it out, right. a new game, you know, deep RPG system. Just, you know, we've been looking forward to this game, you know, since last year. So a lot of energy went into it. So UPS, um, I don't know. So in different neighborhoods, you'll just find that UPS, FedEx generally runs at a certain time, including the post office. For example, the post office runs by our house, the standard, you know, standard mail, generally around 10 a.m. UPS generally runs between 10 and noon. They, they, I mean, that's or 10:30 and noon. That's right. their window at our house always. They always come by our house right around that time. I just based on the routes, they're always at our house by you know between 10 and 12. 
So I told, uh, you know, a friend of mine, I said, hey, just it'll probably be here on 11, 11.30. I'll give you a call. You can come over. Mine will already be downloaded, and you can pick it up. Well, we'll just talk about the physical part first. UPS kept saying delivered by the end of the day, but it was at Mesquite. And so generally what I get is um, I get a message, you know, like the night before, like Thursday, that, hey, it's landed because it's been shipped to DFW Airport, which is the main airport in our area. And then from there it goes to Mesquite, and it generally gets to Mesquite. First, like if it's going to be delivered that same day, so Friday morning, it would hit Mesquite early that morning and then been d- delivered by 11 o'clock. Right. It stayed at uh, Destination Scan Mesquite, so it hasn't left Mesquite all day long. And I'm Even like, what happens. is going on? Well, I know with COVID and everything and, and just different things that are going on in our nation right now with some of the protests and whatnot that deliveries have been postponed and delayed by you know a day or so and everything. So I figured right. that's what's going on. So I said, well, we'll forget about it. So I, I did forget about it. But all day, I'm still waiting on my download code from GameStop. I did a pre-order from GameStop for so the best. So, so you Best Buy even play the game either. I, no, I, I pre-ordered the physical from Best Buy. I pre-ordered the digital from GameStop, trying to give them both some love. And um, I'm sorry, that song is swimming to my head. Do 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 do, and and we go on from there. Right. But um, yeah, no download code. So I I finally I'm like, okay, this is this is getting a bit ridiculous. So then I check GameStop's website to see if it if it's like I was to buy it brand new digital. If it's saying it's delayed. Nope. It says buy and download now. I'm like, what's going on? So I call GameStop. I'm on hold for half an hour. And at by that point, I'm busy. I'm still working. So I hang up the phone. Um, end up calling them later, uh, roughly right around 3 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock, something like that. I'm on hold for 45 minutes. They finally get on the call. I explain what's going on, that I pre-ordered this game. I'm just waiting for my download code. Can they check on it for me? The gentleman proceeds to come back to me. And, you know, I'm... I was torn about sharing the story because I love my local GameStop stores. Like, my local GameStop stores right here. Big shout out to the GameStop, GameStop in Ennis. You know, Katie works over yeah, there. Yeah. Amazing store. Love our GameStop. Online, I hate dealing with the online department. So I get, mm-hmm. after, you know, two calls. First was half an hour. I hung up. Second call was 45 minutes. Finally got somebody on the phone. Explain what's going on. I'm waiting on my game. And he says, let me put you on hold. Let me check on it. Puts me on hold. Um, he has an accent. I'm having a hard time here understanding him. It appears he's having a hard time understanding me as well. And so I'm trying to slow down, explain what's going on again. Puts me on hold. Comes back and he says, okay, uh, looks like we're having an issue. Can you give it three days? I'm like, no. <laughs> That's a big issue. This was a pre-order for a game that was released today. I'm not giving it three. I want to play this game. I'm not waiting three days. And he right. goes, okay, okay, hold on. Puts me on hold again. Comes back and he goes, okay, uh, just talk to my guys back there. There's an issue getting the codes from, um, I uh, can't remember, uh, Division Digital or something like that. It's, the, it's, it's Obsidian and then the other company that, that, that released this game. I think it's Division Digital. Saying we're having an issue receiving codes from them for all of our pre-orders on, on this particular game. I said, okay, no worries. How long? I mean, are you, I mean you, you said three days, I'm not doing that. And he goes, um, I just checked on it. We're having an issue with the codes. Uh, can you give it three more hours? And I, or, no, I'm sorry, 24 hours. So I went from three days to 24 hours. I said, no, I am not. I mean, you can just cancel the order right now because I'll just go buy it somewhere else. He goes, oh, wait, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. He goes, uh, puts me on hold again. Comes back, he goes, okay, I, ca- I talked to my other teams. I don't know who all these teams are he's talking to. <laughs> One team told him three days. The other team told him to wait 24 hours. So now he comes back and goes, can you wait three hours? And I said, fine. I mean, at this point, you know, if I cancel, it's going to take, you know, four or five days before the money's back in my account and so then I can buy it again, whatever. I, I don't want to go through that hassle. Yes, I'll wait three hours. And then we, he gives me the case number, we're about to hang up, and he goes, or why don't you just call us at the end of the day? And I said, well, hold on a second. What's the end of the day? 
He goes, you know, just, you know, the end of the day. I said, no, hold on. Let me ask you a different question. What time do y'all close? He goes, well, where, where we are at, it's, uh, it's excellent. So, so I think it was like 5 p.m. Like he was two hours ahead of us. It's 5 p.m. We close at 11 p.m. So what's end? 5 p.m. 5 or 6 p.m. is end of day to me. So when do you want me to call? What's, what's end of day? And he goes, uh, why don't you call us? Let's see. We close at 11. Call us at 10.50 p.m. So he wanted me to call in 10 minutes before the support service even closed to then say, cancel my order. So at that right. point, I said, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll give you three hours, and I was going to check it. So past three hours, you know, me and Mommy go on a date. We come home. I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I wasn't feeling too well. I had a migraine. I was like, I'm not even dealing with this right now. I'm tired. So I left it alone. Next morning, nothing. <laughs> nothing. No code. No anything in my email. No apology. No, no hey, your game's being delayed from uh, uh, GameStop. Nothing. The other thing that kept happening when I checked my order online, GameStop, GameStop's website, it went between waiting for product to become available to preparing to ship your order. Like it's a physical order, preparing to ship, e- even though above it it says digital. And then I would check it two hours later or three hours later, and it would say waiting for item to become available back to preparing to ship your item. And I'm like, So I finally called them, I think about 8.30. It was about half an hour after they opened that following day. Uh, it would have been Saturday morning. And... Um, I just said, uh, just cancel the order. I talked to a guy. I just said, cancel the order. The second guy was much easier to work with. He understood the frustration. He apologized, you know, on behalf of GameStop. And so it was a good experience with him. But um, made me really just kind of cautious and wary of, like, I don't know if I want to do pre-order digital online anymore. Um, That's weird. Honestly, if I talked to, you know, the manager at one of our local GameStops, you know, Katie specifically, I know that she would have said, hey, you know, if I did it through her, like, at her store, I know it would have been fixed immediately. Um, or she would have told me up front, hey, they're having an issue right now. Um, won't you just do an exchange for like whatever else? So what I ended up doing is canceling the order, and then I bought an uh, eShop gift card and bought it directly on the eShop and downloaded it right away. Cool. Which I didn't get a chance to actually check it out till you know Sunday afternoon, so which right. was a little bit frustrating. But anywho, you got it. Yeah, but that's my story with the Outer Worlds and the pre-order. Oh, but uh, so the last part of that story is the physical edition, where I always get you know email or not emails deliveries from UPS by noon, generally the latest. I went to bed because I still didn't have anything. I went to bed kind of early because of the migraine. Got up the next morning. I have a notification on my phone. They delivered it at 9, 11 p.m. last night. Or not last night, but, you know, Friday night. Right. At 9 p.m. That's late. That's really weird. And so the only thing I can figure out is, again, COVID and everything else that's going on right now is just everything got super delayed. And so I used to, on if I, there was a game I'm really looking forward to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a pre-purchase because I would just go to the store and pick it up that same day. Um that you know if i really wanted it and if it's like okay i want it but you know i've got things to do let it be delivered halfway through my day that we're on lunchtime i'm cool now i'm just like i don't know if i'm pre yeah you know, this is just weird that's weird you're pre-purchasing directly from the e-shop's different because you can download it right then mm-hmm. and with a lot, a lot of these other companies like gamestop best buy whatever else you get a code um or you don't get a code right away you get a code emailed to you when the product's available generally like the night before or like right at midnight so right i don't know this made me kind of like i don't know if i'm gonna do that again so that's, that's, yeah. Don't you do that a lot? Like pre-order stuff? And- I do. I do. But I generally pre-order, um, I generally pre-order directly on the eShop. Uh, I'll get gift cards and I'll yeah. pre-order on the eShop. Uh, or in the past, I've pre-ordered um, through Best Buy. Um, haven't uh, got burned here, there yet, but. Um, well, that's good. I don't, I mean, I'm not blaming GameStop for this. I'm sure it was the issue with the third party, but it was the customer service. I'm really big about customer service. Customer service makes or breaks everything for me. And so the customer service just was not there, which again, my own fault. If I dealt with my local GameStop, all of that would have been fine. It just, um, man, it really just left a bad taste in your mouth. And you know, just 
what I, you know, this uh, whole thing with them. So, anywho, um, let's go ahead and move on from there. We were going to talk about Minecraft Dungeons, but let's we'll save that for next week for the sake of time here. So, um, we're going to skip what we've been watching because we really haven't watched anything. And so, what we want to do now is we kind of want to talk to you about our favorite Nintendo Switch accessories. The Switch has been out for just under three and a half years now. Uh, we've had a Switch since launch. We now have a total of, uh, let's see, uh, one, two, three. So we have three, no, we have four switches and two switch lights in our household. Um, I have three of them. You, know, you have a switch. I have a switch. Caleb has a switch. Uh, mommy has a switch light. Mike is getting a switch light for his birthday. We already have it. He just doesn't know we have it. And then we have our or I have my original day one switch that I'm not trading or selling or anything because it's one of the ones that you can mod. <clears throat> excuse me. And so, <coughs> excuse me. That one. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on here, but that one um, I'm leaving over here and I'm have it modded and everything else. So, um, yeah, so we want to talk to you about some of our favorite accessories that we've seen over the last four years or, or three years and some things that we think you need to get without question. Um, Jaden, why don't you go ahead and um, start us off with the All switch right. cases and then I'll come back and hit those two. Talk, okay. Tell us about your favorite case. So my favorite case. So when I first got my switch, it was for my birthday couple years ago or something. I don't know. But I got the Splatoon Special Edition, you know, Splatoon 2 Special Edition. So it came with the game and a special case and the green and uh, pink. That's the word. Right. Uh, the watermelon colors. Right. The green and pink uh, Joy-Cons. So it came with all that. And so it came with a special case. And what's um, unique about that case, that's like the officially licensed case that, you know, when I first bought my Switch on launch day, all they had was the, the black one. The black one, right. <clears throat> the real simple black one, yeah. And so you got one that was themed, kind of like how mm-hmm. I did with my um, Diablo, Diablo Special Edition Switch. Right. Yeah, go ahead. So this one, uh, you know how on a Switch case, there's two, you know, you zip it up, so there's two sides to the zipper, obviously. And so one side is pink and one's green, you know, like Splatoon's main thing is. And then it's black everywhere else. But it, there's, like, a really faint, like, you know, if you know Splatoon, like, what they, how, how Nintendo, like, customizes Splatoon stuff, then, you know, it has, like, the squids everywhere and the arrows. It, 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 I, can't, I don't know how to describe it, but it... Why are you describing this case? I'm, I'm because curious. It, it's not my favorite case, but it's... Okay, I was like, it's not in the show notes. I, I'm right. following you. It's Go ahead. my favorite Nintendo case, because... My favorite case isn't made by Nintendo, but that's my favorite Nintendo case, the Splatoon one. So tell everybody about the case you're using right now. And then for everybody, I know this is an audio podcast, but we're going to leave links to everything we're talking about here in accessories. So you can actually not only see it in person or see it on your screen, but if you want what we're talking about, you can just go out and buy it right there using one of our links. So go ahead. So, okay, so this is my favorite case that I have. I have a few cases. This is my favorite case. It, um... It's it's Pikachu. So the whole the main mm. the main color on this case is gray, but it's like a what what do you call that gray? Um, like a charcoal. Charcoal. Okay. Yeah. So it's like that area or that color. I don't know why I said it. it's like that color, but there's like a little, um, gosh, what do you call that? So it's uh, okay. So let me I see. Don't, I, I don't know words. <laughs> okay. So this case is it's a hard shell. It's a hard shell hard case. Shell. Uh, that's, that's charcoal. It's got where the where the zipper goes around the the seam around the center. It's all black, but then it has a uh, yellow um, threading for the zipper itself. It's Pikachu yellow, and then it has a uh, what like a inch and a, or two inch 
two inch stripe on the mm-hmm. right hand side that's sewn in. It, it's like a, it's, I mean, it's it's not leather or anything. It's like a pl- a pleather, like a fake leather, leather yeah. uh, in there. But then it's got Pikachu all edgy, like almost like it's been graffiti on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think uh, it's, it's, it's it's that might be in the name itself. It's the uh, it's, the brand is PDP. It's the Pikachu Deluxe Travel Case. It's nineteen ninety nine. Um, and then what's what's really cool though is that then you got this handle on it that's rubber with a button that you can just carry it by, and uh, again, that's actually very yeah, helpful. It's, it's it's not it's not the normal handle that you see centered over the over the um, or it's not a centered handle, put it that way. It's on one of the ends right here, and it makes it really easy just to you know you could just carry it or right. you could attach it to your backpack or attach it to you know another bag that you're carrying Helps or when something. I, when my hands are full, you know, I right. can just. Ring, uh, stick around my finger. So it's a really know. cool case. Um, and, you know, it's hard shell. And then on the inside, hold up, I'm trying to open it right now. Can y'all hear that? Y'all can probably hear that. See, this is, the wh- inside this is where, hold on, this is where I really wish we had our, our YouTube up and going that yeah, we're working that'd on. that'd be way easier. Once we get our actual studio recording room, we'll be able to do that, so. So the inside of this case here has like a little, um. It's got a pouch in a there. pouch, that's what it is. It's a pouch, that's Velcro closed, and it takes up like, like half of the, um, what is the, the what's width? This? The, that's the width. The width. The width. Yeah. The width. So, so yeah. So it, it takes up like a half of the yeah. width of the full length, but half right. the width. Yeah. So it's you know it's a big pouch. I just, headphones in there and whatnot. I just have a couple of the little um, thumbstick covers in there mm-hmm. right now, but um, and then it holds fourteen games. It holds fourteen games, which is actually, actually a lot for a case. Yeah, and that's actually all the games that I have in physical. Mm-hmm. Really, I have one in my Switch, and then fourteen other ones that take up. Perfect. So I have like all my games with me. When now, I use now this that's case. now this. I'm looking at your case. It, it wouldn't. This wouldn't work if you had a grip on your on no. your on your. Uh, but I don't Switch. like the grips. Gotcha. I mean, I do, but I'd rather just gotcha play it like normal. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so you stick the Switch in there, and it has like a little tab mm-hmm. that you can pull to get the Switch out because it's the Switch is really flush in there, mm-hmm. so you can't like stick your finger in there. So make it easier. You just so pull up on the tab. tab to pull. Yeah. Very cool. So, I mean, I yeah. wish. Yeah, I would do wish we were doing YouTube. This would be a great show and make show it until yeah, way easier. So, um, I have two cases that are my favorite, but the one I use most of the time, since we're talking about cases here, it's called the Switch Pouch, and it's by Waterfill Designs. Uh, where Jaden's case cost nineteen ninety nine, this one cost forty nine ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. Well, it, it's, hey, it's, mine was on sale. Well, no, that's right, but this is the normal price is nineteen ninety nine. Actually, no, it wasn't. The controller was. Yeah, on sale. we'll get the controller in a second. So uh, this is like what it sounds like. It's a pouch. You actually unzip it, and uh, if you've if you've never shopped at SF Bag, SF think of like San Francisco, so it's sfbags.com. We'll put a link in the show notes specifically to this pouch. Um, I have multiple bags um, and laptop cases and iPad cases and whatnot and bags, whatever. From uh, Waterfall Designs, and this this is a little pouch made specifically for the Switch. It's not a hard shell case, but it has an inside. Uh, I can't remember what they call this, but it's like that neoprene material. It's right. very soft. It won't scratch, you know, the Switch, the front or the back of it. It's very nice. It's made perfectly. Uh, the size is perfect for it. And what's cool is that it's protective. Now, if you're going to drop it, I mean, it'll still. I mean, it'll protect it in a minor drop, but it's not as protective as a hard shell case. But um, it, it's slimline, and so it's not taking up a lot of space. And then it has a zipper on the front that has the main pouch as well as two other pouches inside. So, for example, I can put, like, some headphones in here. Uh, I got a Bluetooth adapter in here that we'll talk about later on this episode. Um, game card holder, things like that. And I just, I really uh, like this like this case It's, uh, it's or this pouch. It's just, it's very stylish. Um, it's, it's the case for the adult gamer. 
right. Yeah, really, really like it. And, and so, it matches your bag, doesn't it? It, it does. I, I have a uh, messenger bag that I carry with me everywhere that I have all my stuff in, like my wallet, keys, you know, medicine, whatever. And that fits right perfectly in the back pocket of that bag, which is one of the reasons why I wanted it, because it, it just matched with it. This one's actually like a, a wax, it, it's brown, it's, it's a waxed canvas, so it's canvas material, but it's smooth because it, it's, it's a waxed canvas. It looks really cool, so we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, two other things that we skipped in the beginning, and we're not going to really talk about them, but uh, if you just got a Switch, or if you have a Switch and you haven't bought one yet, which I'm not sure why, um, if you have a Switch, you need a screen protector. Uh, there's some out there. The brand is, uh, what's the brand? Uh, Techmate. Best ones out there. I mean, if we've we've bought several, but I keep coming back to these, and these are the ones that I buy for friends as well. Um, you can get one for the Switch uh, for eight ninety nine. It's actually a double pack. It's a sapphire glass, and so and here's the cool thing is that you know it comes with two. If you go through both, like let's say you got some lint under the edge, or you did drop it, or whatever, it's cracked, whatever. You put the second one on there. They're lifetime warranty. It's all you have to do is file a claim with the company, and they'll ask what happened, and they'll send you another two pack, which is great. But you can get a two pack for eight ninety nine, so nine bucks for the switch. But if you have a switch light, you can get a three pack for only eight dollars, a dollar less, and an extra wow. yeah screen. Um, if you don't, if you don't have a a, a, a glass screen protector, I'm not really sure why. Um, even if you're super careful, if you have a normal switch that you do dock on a regular uh, occasion, you don't have a screen protector, look at your switch. You probably have little scratches right there on the black around the glass because what happens is on the dock, there's a false design to it that the rubber little you know wedges in there that holds the switch in place when you dock it gets dust on it and can even get like um, larger particles that will begin as you dock and undock your switch. It starts scratching up the casing and, and, the, and the glass. And so nobody wants that nonsense. But um, if you don't have a, if you don't have one yet, or maybe you don't have a switch, but you're about to buy a switch, uh, this is something you want to get on order right now. And so we'll put links to both of the switch and the switch light in the show notes as well as you need an SD card. Now, SD cards are falling in price left and right, and maybe you own a switch, you have an SD card, but you need to upgrade. Well, we're going to link two of them in the show notes for you. Um, you can get a 256 gig for forty dollars. And now this is a micro SD card; it's fast enough, all that, all that jazz for the switch. Um, two fifty six for forty bucks. I mean, I remember when those were way over a hundred dollars. Um, and then, and this is what I would recommend you to do: if you can spring for twenty bucks more, you can get a four hundred gig for sixty three dollars. So basically, you know, twenty three dollars more, you're d- almost doubling your space. Sixty three dollars. Sixty three dollars. Why sixty three? I don't know. That's weird. Well, I mean, it's probably sixty two ninety nine. I just rounded to sixty three. But with the thing, here's the thing though: two years ago, four hundred gig was three hundred dollars. Wow. Two two years ago. A 400 gig was $300, and now you can get it for 63 bucks. Wow. Yeah, it's a great deal. And if you, I mean, if you're downloading indie games, if, you're, if even if you have a lot of first-party titles that are on cartridges, but you still have to download those updates, like The Witcher, for example. Um, I don't know what the patch size is up to right now, but it had like a 3-gig patch day one, um, even with the cartridge. And so, I mean, you're, you're eating up that space fast. And so, like, where I'm at, I'm having to constantly switch between all of these SD cards, and it's a royal pain. I would just say... Fork out the extra money, get the 400 gig, it's totally worth it. So anyway, um, let's get back on to what we care about, the actual different accessories that we like. And so uh, let me take this next one. Uh, it's our favorite type of controllers. And so if you're playing a Switch, now this is more for the Switch, not the Switch Lite, because this is really more if you're in docked mode, and the Switch Lite you can't play on TV. But um, you absolutely have to have a pro controller. 
like Breath of the Wild. I mean, you can do the Joy-Con grip where you get the Joy-Cons off of the Switch. Do like the commercials, swipe it, you know, dock it, pull off the Joy-Cons, put them in the grip and play. And that's fine. That works. Um, but the Pro Controller the feels so good. Yeah, yeah it, it's it, not the same. It feels great. If you never tried a Pro Controller, think about an Xbox One controller. And uh, the Pro Controller, it, it, that's what it feels like. The Xbox One controller does feel like if it's a 10 out of a 10, a Pro Controller would be like an 8 out of 10. Right. But it feels but really it's, good. It's really nice. It's really nice. Um, they No, the, the, they are pricey. Um, a standard, uh, the standard one, which is black, uh, is $69.99, so $70. Um, but, t- again, to me, it's, it's totally, totally worth it. I have... Um, I do like collecting, and so I have the special edition Pro Controller um, from Splatoon, which was the first one that came out, and then yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which was the second one to come out, and then uh, Smash Brothers, which was the third Pro Controller to come out as far as the Are those special the only editions. Ones? Yes. Okay. Yeah, people thought they were going to be theming I'm more, and they something. didn't. They didn't. And so those are the only those are the only ones that you can get. And so um, we we have four, and you know we have those three specials, right. and we've got the black and one. The black and so one. with which I have to say, the Smash Brothers Pro Controller is my absolute favorite because it, the body of it's white, and you have Smash you know themes on it. But then the, the handle, the grips are are white, and so you got this black and yeah, white, it's and it's nice. so clean. Oh, it looks so nice. Um, the special editions generally sell out within a day to two days tops. I, mean, I remember when I went to get my Xenoblade Chronicles one. Um, it sold out that very next day. I went to a Best Buy, picked it up, um, and then I, and then I remember when I went to get my um, Smash Brothers one. There was only two left in the store. Wow! And so yeah, so I mean they they sell out super fast, and so but seventy bucks. Now they there are some good third parties uh, pro controllers out there, which Jay's going to talk about next, um, and we'll talk a little bit about the differences. But the biggest difference between a, a, an official pro controller versus a licensed quote-unquote pro controller from another company is that you generally will you'll lose the hd rumble and you'll lose the um um you don't have nfc support nfc support no and you lose the rechargeable battery right and so i have to put double a's in there right which the only reason i'm bringing that up is that um if you've i mean i don't know what microsoft's problem is i mean i love my 360 i love my xbox one but their controllers that come with a rechargeable battery pack stink. And everybody, anybody, I would love for somebody to write me in and tell me that I'm wrong. Everybody I know who's played, who's owned both those consoles, you, you get all excited and you buy one of those special controllers with the battery pack, and then you regret it three months later because the, the batteries don't hold the charge and they're just dying yeah. left and right. Uh, Nintendo's Pro Controller will hold a charge for 40 hours, 40 gaming hours. And I'm not talking about standby. I'm talking about actual play hours. I mean, you can generally you yeah, probably they, get a, yeah. a whole week out of it and be fine. Yeah, they, they last a long, long time. Very long time. And it's so. nice to not have to change. Because they don't, like Nintendo doesn't have controllers that use batteries. Like all of theirs are. Unless you want to talk about their Joy-Con battery attachment thing. Yeah, but we're not. I don't even know what that's about, but we're not talking about that. That right. was terrible. But like their, you know, their console, you know, their controllers, you know, they're all rechargeable. So you right. don't have to, because, you know, Xbox, they're. The normal controllers have batteries, and it's always such a pain. And go. you can buy battery packs that are rechargeable from Microsoft, but they they suck. They're terrible. Right. So so you always um, have to go get new batteries, so, which is such a pain. Right. So if you can say, you know, I don't care about HD Rumble. I never use NFC, and a rechargeable battery is not for me. That's almost like that all right. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, you can save yourself 20 bucks by getting a controller. Um, you know, there's different brands out there, but the one that Jane's going to talk about is from Power A, and it's called the Pikachu Graffiti Enhanced Wireless Controller. It's a mouthful, and it actually the, the design matches. It matches my your case, case ex- to the point. So yeah, tell us about your controller, what you like about it, right, and everything okay. else. Okay, so we we're in GameStop one day, right? Just 
doing whatever. I don't know. But I saw this controller and I was like, oh, this is really nice. Because so the base color of the controller is white. It's all white. But then um, it has it has black thumbsticks, black triggers and bumpers or ZL, whatever. Um, black uh, A, B, X and Y. And then, you know, black. It's a really menu, nice menu. controller. Yeah. But then all over it, like we were talking about earlier with the case, it has the graffiti type. Thing going with over Pikachu. the entire front of the and it looks the really yeah. really and nice. it's sick yeah it looks it's, really nice and so um I was like oh and I I didn't have a pro controller I just had um I had two sets I have two sets of Joy Cons and then a grip or yeah grip and so I didn't have pro controller and I was like oh this one's nice and it's cheaper than a regular one. And so, you and know, I think this one we did get on sale. It's normally yeah, normal 50 bucks. I think we got it for like 30, 35. Right, we got for, yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, I think it was 30. Mm-hmm. And so I was like 30 bucks and this one's really nice. So, you know, we, we got it and then we get home and it doesn't feel like the quality isn't there. If you're comparing it to a Nintendo one. Let me ask you a question on the quality because you play with it definitely more than I have. I've just played it on a couple times. Um, it, it it looks the layout is just like a a pro controller from Nintendo, right? Um, except for the thumbsticks are raised a little bit higher, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Um, now on the quality part, though, uh, one of the things that that kind of throws me off about this controller is how light it is, it's because really it doesn't light, yeah. have the HD rumble inside, which is a heavy component, you know, and it doesn't have a battery pack, and so um, it's just much lighter. And so it's does that lighter. does that Throw no, you off at all? Well, no, because lots, most of the time when I'm holding controller, I'll set it down mm-hmm. and play. So, like, I'll set it in my lap and, you know, press the button. So, I'm not really supporting any of the weight with my hands. It'll just be laying down and I'm, or not, like, laying down, but, you know, it'll be resting on my legs or a pillow or something and I'll be pressing the button. So, that doesn't really mess with me. I mean, it's weird when you first pick it up and, you know, because you're used to, like, your heavier ones from Nintendo. Right. So, it's kind of weird when you first pick it up because it's, it's, it's really, really light. But, you know, it, it's, it doesn't really affect or change, you know, my gameplay. The same thing with the thumbsticks, like you were talking about, how they're raised. That doesn't really mess with me at all. I'm just curious why they are raised. Um, I know. So, as far as the triggers, you know, the shoulder buttons, the A, B, X, Y, all that, the D-pad. Well, not a, it, does it have a D? Of course it has a D-pad. I forgot. The Pro Controller has the D-pads. Right. Do they feel like they're good quality? Oh, yeah. I mean, so, like, you're not, if, again, if you don't care about HD Rumble, you don't need NFC, and um, the rechargeable batteries, you don't care about that yeah, either. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. Uh, would you say this is a solid go for anybody who yes. wants a, a controller? Like, yep. Go this direction. Yep. Now, it's an enhanced controller because you do have, is it one or two? You have two. Oh, yeah, yeah, Two. Re- reprogrammable. Mm-hmm. Buttons. Reprogrammable programmable buttons on the back. Mm-hmm. And can you map those to anything? Um, I haven't really messed with that, actually. I've just played it like a normal pro controller. I haven't. I forgot about that. Until I'm you just pretty sure it up, you actually. can you can map map it to almost anything. So, for example, if you're playing a game where you're, um, like even like you move around with the left thumbstick, the left analog stick, instead of having to click in for certain activities, you could put that to one of the triggers. Right. So basically, if you're holding the control in your hands, think about your you know your um, your middle and ring finger right there. They're, they sit on two paddles where they can click and activate a button, which would be like pressing in on an analog stick or. I don't know, something. Right. Like in Bioshock, you press in on the left thumbstick to duck. Well, you could use one of those. Right, to make it back. easier, especially right. if you're running around. And if I know some games I've played where I've had to press in on a thumbstick, uh, on the right thumbstick, which is weird, because yeah. you're looking with the right one, and as I'm trying to pan and look, and I'm pressing in, all of a sudden my view's all messed up. So mm-hmm. that would actually be really cool on that part. Yeah, so. I've, I've actually, I forgot about that. I haven't messed with that. Yeah, so that actually, yeah. That, that's pretty cool. Again, then, we'll, go ahead. One other thing is that it just doesn't feel... 
like a pro controller like the texture of it feels different um i feel like that and the weight of it are like the biggest um differences when when you're holding it and you know feeling it those are really the biggest differences you know when i go out of town i always take my switch with me and i always take a dock and everything else um and i always take a pro controller uh it would be kind of cool to have a pro controller uh ish like what you're talking about um that's in my bag that i don't have to worry about is it charged is it not charged and i can just you know keep a fresh pack of batteries in there and throw it in there um, that would actually be cool. So, you know, in the beginning, I was telling you my story about the Outer Worlds from GameStop and how that was just an utter nightmare um, to, to give. So I was bad on GameStop to give GameStop, you know, a big thumbs up. They all seems like they're always doing sales on something. And so yeah. you should you should definitely sign up for their, you know, their weekly newsletter or whatever it is. Yeah, so I got, or whatever. I saw the controller and then I got and I really wanted the case because they match. So I got the case, too. And the case is what fifteen dollars? It's normally twenty. Twenty. So it was full price. It was twenty dollars, and then the controller was like thirty. Yeah, it's like so 30 I got bucks. both of them for like fifty, fifty-five bucks. Right. When that's how much the controller normally is. So you got a, a controller got, and a case for less than my pro controller. Exactly. So, so I mean, GameStop does do a lot of great deals, and so you should definitely check out your local GameStop if you haven't, or even like sign up online. Just don't. I just can't encourage to buy online. I've I've had I've had you know what going back to it. I've had issues pre-ordering. Um, uh, amiibos and those are so hard uh, to get because yeah. if you don't pre-order them they're sold out on um, in the store they're sold out to where i do a pre-order everything looks like a month in advance looks great day you know a day or two beforehand you get an email we're sorry your order has been canceled for no reason yeah then that for happens no a reason lot. i don't i've had so many issues online but again my local GameStop is amazing i don't know what is up with their online services but anyway but do check it out you get a good deal there so um, so that's about a little bit about cases and controllers. You know, these are just normal things you normally get to. So let's talk about some things that are a little bit outside of the box. So the switch, uh, the, the controllers connect to the switch via Bluetooth. Everybody knows that. Um, th- what you can't do, unfortunately, is just hook up a pair of Bluetooth headphones to your switch. Don't know why. Don't know if it's the chipset. I don't. I'm not getting the technical side of things. Just don't know why. I just know that it stinks that I can't just hook up my AirPods you know, or my AirPod Pros directly to my Switch. So to get around that, there have been many Bluetooth adapters that have come out that you can hook up directly to the USB-C port on your Switch um, and listen to Bluetooth headphones. So one thing that I did in year one of the Switch was that I bought a Creative W2 something another um, standard you know, USB 3. Uh, actually, it's probably USB you know, 2, whatever. But anyway, it was a, the A's. What I'm trying to say, <laughs> I'm going all over the place. Standard USB plug, real small. You plug into your computer if your computer doesn't have USB support. And so I bought that off Amazon, and then I bought a USB-A, which is what this plug is, to a USB-C, which is what your switch is at the bottom where you charge mm-hmm. it. And it would convert that USB-C to an A so I could plug into this creative. And so I had this, oh. I had this adapter coming out of my switch that was about two, three inches long, plus another, you know, another you know, half-inch, three-quarter-inch adapter from creative on that, and I got Bluetooth. And it was great. And it was wonderful. And I had Bluetooth on my switch, and I thought it was so amazing. Um, and then all these companies started coming out, but the first one that really hit the mark, and, and we're going to talk about both of these, is uh, uh, Genki from Human Things created a Bluetooth adapter that was absolutely, or not was, is absolutely amazing. Um, and I want to talk about that one first, because if you are looking for a Bluetooth adapter, this is the first one that I'd recommend to you. And so Genki started off of Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter. Uh, that's where I found out about them, backed them. I was super excited. I did the premium kit, so I got you know this cool little stand and everything else. Just really, really cool. And so let me just give you uh, the price and some specs based on the Genki Bluetooth adapter because when you hook this up to your Switch, you can then 
uh, pair up two pair of headphones. And the cool thing is that you can listen to both people playing can listen at the same time. And so let's say you're playing um, in your living room or it's late at night and you've got to keep the TV down so you don't wake up other people. And, you know, you and your friend or whatever are trying to play on the Switch, you can pair up both pair of headphones to the adapter and still listen. Um, it's $49.99 off of Amazon. And, but, but the Genki is very specific in a few areas. One, their adapter offers pass-through charging. So you can, actually, you can actively charge your Switch while playing using this adapter. That's been huge. Like... Um, and I mean, obviously, before everything changed on us, this you know, for 2020, uh, I would take a day off and I'd go sit at a Starbucks, you know, get a drink, something to eat, and I would play Switch and sit in a chair and play like one of those big games. And my battery would start you know, after about two and a half hours of, of a, like a larger game that uses real graphical intensive right. and everything. My battery would would start dying, and I'm using headphones because I like to hear what I'm playing. And so this adapter is huge because you can charge while you're playing, and it's safe. Oh, yeah. That's the big thing. It's safe to use as pass through cool. charging. It, yeah. So it's forty nine ninety nine on Amazon. It also includes a dock for your TV mode. So you can plug it into your dock and then plug the adapter to that so you can play and hear that while you're watching on your TV. Um, it also comes with a little boom mic. It's real tiny. And uh, Jay, I think I gave you a picture of that as well so you can see it. It looks like a little yeah. uh, like a little black nub and you just plug it in on top of your switch where you'd normally plug in your headphones, but it's actually a microphone. So while you're listening to Bluetooth using the adapter, you can talk into this microphone right here. So you're playing like Fortnite or something else that supports voice chat in game, you can hear it right there, which is which is actually pretty cool that That's you can do cool, that. Yeah. Now, one of the things that they don't advertise is that uh, their Bluetooth adapter adapter actually supports voice chat via Bluetooth. So if you have Bluetooth headphones like the AirPods oh. that support microphone, yeah, you can hold down the buttons when you first turn it on a certain way, and it will actually enable. A voice path through, uh, path uh, pass through back to the adapter. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you know, I, I just said a lot there. So to make it simple, with this Bluetooth adapter, if you have Bluetooth headphones that also have a mic in it, like to take phone calls, you can use the hearing and voice chat feature wirelessly. And it doesn't have to be in your hands. This could be across the room in your dock, and you can still do it wirelessly because it's connecting. That's nice. It's the only Bluetooth uh, adapter on the market that I'm aware of that has that feature built in. And so it's a really good uh, adapter. Um, we've said enough about it. And the reason I'm, t- I'm starting with them is that they were the first to the market with a good uh, Bluetooth adapter. It supports USB, uh, I'm sorry, Bluetooth 5.0, which means it's forward compatibility as new features come out with Bluetooth and lower latency and everything else. It supports, you know, um, the ATX formats and all that kind of, or codecs and all that, to, you know, to really give you a good sound. Um, I love it. This one's my favorite. I, this one's your favorite? Because mm-hmm. it has... It's it's really small. That's your wrong one. No, this one's my favorite. We're not going to that one yet. Yeah, no, I. I what are I, you talking about? I'm, this one looks just like the one you're describing. No, that's not. I know that doesn't do the pass through. We're talking about Genki right now. This isn't Genki. No, turn turn one more page. Well, this one's my favorite. <laughs> that's Genki. This one's ugly. Yeah, hold on. Okay, just hold off. So Genki, the reason I'm talking about it again is that it was the first to the market to support all of these features. Um, the only drawback for me is that I mean it's it's very flat and skinny. But the only drawback is that it's probably, I don't know, uh, almost an inch tall. And so it sticks out of the bottom of your switch, probably about an inch or so. Um, but the reason it's doing that is that it has all the components that you need so you can plug in, so you can do the switch or the charging pass-through. If you didn't, if you didn't have that body there, it couldn't do the, the pass-through. So that's the only drawback is that it is a little bulky. Now, right. it hasn't been an issue for me you know, before when I was using my switch because... I needed that capability. Um, and so I've looked at a lot of different Bluetooth adapters. I've tried out several. 
and Genki is still number one for me. Now, I will say this. There's a second one that's on the market as well. And um, as this we, one's as my we talk, yeah, as we talk about it, the, the only the only thing here I want to be careful of is that it's hard to say. So the, the second one's from HomeSpot. And so they sent us a review unit. We've played it. Um, and this has been now my new go-to Bluetooth adapter. So l- l- let me just, we'll talk about the pros and cons between both of them. One of the big things that HomeSpot does right is that it's very, very, very thin. Uh, right. It adds very little form. It's a very small form, form factor. It adds very little to your switch. In fact, you can probably leave it plugged into your switch all the time if you're just putting it back in a case. Like it would fit inside of a case still docked. It's really small. You can't do that with Genki. Now, here's the thing, though. Um, with with HomeSpot, you don't have the pass-through charging ability. And so if, you're, if your switch, uh, if you have an older model, model switch, you know, the first version that doesn't have the upgraded battery or processor and battery, then you're not getting all the playtime that you can only get. You're getting about half amount, and you're going to need that. So, for example, when we have, like, when Animal Crossing first came out, and we're all playing Animal Crossing all day long, um, I'm on my new Animal Crossing switch, you know, version 2.0 or whatever. My battery is lasting, and y'all are still having to charge. And so in that situation, you know, Genki is great because you can charge while you're playing. The reason HomeSpot has become my my go-to Bluetooth adapter, which I feel bad because I know a lot of them have basically taken Genki's idea and stole it for themselves. Um, but the reason I, I like it is that it's the form factor is very small. Now, it has, an, it has a feature, uh, the Genki doesn't, or any of the other versions out there that don't, that there's an actual... Uh, microphone built in to the adapter and so we'll again we'll put a link to it in the show notes but basically uh you'll when you see it online you'll see a little blue button and a red button with three lights in between that's my right above that right above the red buttons a little microphone that you can talk into again for voice chat how's that your favorite feature you don't voice chat no no not the voice chat the blue and the red buttons you know that genki's started that there's this blue and red right 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 but in the picture right here it's gray oh okay all right, you can't you can't review something based on the picture that no, I printed no, no. out. <laughs> no, and it's just it's just it just looks cooler. So, okay, so the difference on these again, Genki is forty nine ninety nine. It's generally the one I recommend for most people because if you're going to have long play sessions, you're going to want that play that, that charging pass through. Otherwise, you're listening to your sound, you've got it up loud in your headphones, you're liking it, you're liking it. Your battery gets low, you got to unplug your adapter, you're plugging in the charger, and now your sound sucks because you're listening through the, the switch speakers, and so. Um, I would definitely recommend the Genki for most people. If you've got a newer switch and with a better battery life, um, maybe check out HomeSpot because you know you're looking at fifty bucks for Genki, or you know for the HomeSpot one. Um, I just lost my where's that page at? Uh, you can get it for thirty five dollars, so you can save fifteen bucks and you can you can get that. So um, you don't get a boom mic, and so if you're playing handheld, you know. But instead, you have that Bluetooth adapter right there, so you can use that mic. Downside again is if you're playing it in docked mode, you can still use headphones. But their device doesn't support uh, audio over their Bluetooth. So you right. couldn't use it across the room. So definitely pros and cons. There's more built into the Genki, which is you know why it's a little bit larger in size. Um, yeah. So it's really, your, it's really your own choice, which you want to do. Um, I, the loyalty in me just says you need to stay with Genki because they started it. And they're the one that hit it first. And good quality. Um, there's only, you know, like I said, the only downside really is it's a little bit bulkier. Um, one thing I am waiting for Genki to come clear on is that this was a, a Kickstarter project, and originally they were going to support the, AA, the AAC codec, which is what the AirPods use, which would mean you would get no latency. Um, 
they had that on the Kickstarter page. They even had that on their website when it first launched for the first couple of months. And then everybody started complaining who had AirPods saying, hey, there's latency, what's going on? Now, it's, it's not a lot of latency. It's, you know, a fraction of a second. You know, you move your button and then you hear it. It's not it's just not spot on. It's a fraction off. Um, but that's what they said. It was AAC included and it's not. So I'm hoping um, that they're going to do some kind of a firmware upgrade on the adapter that will bring that back because I really, really want that. And so, um, anywho, but yeah, those are the uh, the two Bluetooth adapters. And if you don't have a Bluetooth adapter, you really need to yeah, get a go Bluetooth get, adapter. Yeah, go get one for sure. Yeah, they're totally cool. Totally cool. Uh, nothing we want to talk about as far as our favorite accessories, and we need to get a move on here for time, uh, would be a gaming grip. So there's, mm. yeah, so one of the things with the Switch, um, it's... it's I don't want to say it's a design flaw because I, I don't want to change the design of the Switch. I love how seamlined the whole thing is, the Switch and the Switch Lite. Um, but looking at the Switch Lite being a smaller version of the Switch, uh, with I have big hands, and so or just you know I've got big hands, and so playing it for long periods of time on a normal Switch, my hands do cramp quite quickly. And so in the Switch Lite, it's near impossible for me to play on because it's I mean I, I have nothing to hold just- on to. Right. I'm like, yeah, they're all pulled in tight. So there's a lot of different grips out there. Um, I've actually have messed with, I think, six different grips off of Amazon because wow. there's just so many. Um, hands down, by far, the number one best one out there that I have found is from Satisfy, Satisfy. Gaming. Yeah, it's a Satisfy Gaming grip. I had their first generation, um, and, and it's asymmetrical. And so if you're looking at the Switch, you've got the 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 left analog stick, which is closer to the top, and you have the right analog stick, which is closer to the bottom. And because it's asymmetrical, uh, both handles stick out a little bit as far as an angle to give you more of a sense of like a pro controller. But the right part sticks out even further, which is why, you know, it's asymmetrical. But it brings your hand out enough to where your thumb on the right analog stick fits naturally, and you're not struggling. And you can play for hours and not cramp up or anything. It's really comfortable. It's so nice. I don't... No, I do have one actually. You do have one. I have one. I don't normally use it because I just I don't think to. Well, it also depends but, on the game you're playing. Right. Like Diablo, it's a must have. Those kinds of games. Zelda must have. If you're mm-hmm. playing Mario plus Rabbids, it's you're not actively controlling every little right. thing, you know, in real time. It's turn based. Right. But yeah, it's super duper duper comfy. Um, so yeah, and like you said, the thingy sticks out more. And, you know, I don't have, like, super big hands, but still, it, it, it makes my thumbs so fit better. And it's like you're having yeah. a pro controller on the Switch. Right. So and they make, really one, nice. they make one for the Switch. They also make one for the Switch Lite. Uh, the one on the Switch Lite is actually the same as the newer version on the Switch. So if you had the first generation uh, Satisfy Grip and you really like it and you saw the new one that came out, I think, uh, I don't know, about this time last year, and you're or maybe about six months ago, I think it was, and you're trying to decide... Uh, the new one's definitely worth the upgrade. Um, the right angle of the switch or uh, handheld, <laughs> I lost my grip. The right-handed grip. Oh. There we go. Um, doesn't protrude quite as far out. It's uh, it's, it's it's still asymmetrical, but it's brought in a little bit more uh, centered, so it feels a little bit better. And one of the issues that the old grip had was that after sliding your switch in and out, it was such a tight. Um, fit that it was actually scratching the back of the case it was scratching the joy cons i have joy cons that are scratched because of the original satisfy grip well the second grip it's yeah the back of the switch did you you just said that didn't you well the first one used to scratch it because it was so tight well the second one alleviated all of those issues because what it does what it what it does now is that it has these little rubberized grips all along the back panel and the sides 
And now you can slide it in there and it gives the switch room to breathe. So it's not metal on metal for the grip or metal and plastic or whatever. Um, and it can breathe better and it doesn't scratch up your switch. Only complaint with it, uh, and this is, again, minor, only complaint is that when you first get the, the, your, your new Satisfy grip, I mean, after a few uses, it's, it's fine. But when you first get it, I guess that rubber's brand new and whatever, you slide your switch in and out. Well, it begins to leave little lines on the back of your switch um, because it's rubbing against that rubber. And it really irritated me on my um, Diablo, my switch. Diablo switch because it was leaving like a this, like an eraser. Think about an eraser line. You get an eraser and you start marking it like on wood or whatever, and it leaves that white line. A skirt. Yep. And that's what it does. It's all on the back. Um, of the switch, once you yeah. start using it, though, uh, it goes away, and that does buff out of your switch. Like just you know, get, get a wet cloth and just wipe it off. It's fine. Not wet, damp. Don't don't fry your switch. But it's fine and it works great. But it's by far the absolute. Um, it's, I mean, best it's the best out there. It's the absolute best. And I've tried, I've tried so many and it is by far the only one that I recommend to people. Um, it's if, really if nice. you buy just the grip by itself, it's twenty eight ninety nine. So it is on the pricier side, but it's worth it. I mean, you're gonna have this for, for, for months, if not years. Um, it's twenty eight ninety nine. If you get just the grip, you can get a grip in a slimline case that holds just the switch and, and the grip by itself. So you can leave the grip on the switch mm-hmm. and fit it in the case yes and that 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 case is slimline it's 48 dollars. so let's just round it up so you're looking at 29 dollars for the grip 48 for the grip and the case but then which i never thought i'd want but that's the one i ended up with it's it's their pro bundle and it's a it's a case that's a good i don't know what is that four inches thick something yeah it's double yeah, the size four. it's double the size of your grip or yes. i'm sorry of your case my and, pikachu case and what it holds is your switch in the grip Plus, I've got a full-blown um, uh, anchor-made battery specifically for the Switch, Switch-certified branded, all that kind of stuff. It, ha- it holds the large battery. It has cables in here, head backup headphones in here, Bluetooth adapters in here. i got a cloth in here. I could throw Joy-Cons in, <laughs> extra Joy-Cons in there. It holds a lot. It holds yeah. a lot. And so um, when I'm— And it's hard shell. It's really heavy-duty. Yeah, no, no. If you're traveling or if you're going, you know— from, Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going around out for the day, this is the case to use. Um, I, I still really like my Waterfield Design pouch. Uh, it's my favorite aesthetically and just carrying around the house, whatever else. But if I'm using my grip, I go with this Satisfy case. And uh, that one is uh, $55. And so— you know, the slim line's 48, you go up to 55 and you get this huge case. I know it's a little pricey, but again, it's it's definitely the best out there. And then they have the exact same three tiers for the Switch Lite. And again, we'll put links to these in the show notes and everything. Um, one other grip that I did want to mention, uh, and, and the reason I want to mention this is for this, and let me tell you the, what, what, what issue we were having. So my son Caleb has very small hands, and um, when he, he first got a Switch for Christmas, yeah. I think he received my old Diablo, no. He received a, a, one of our old ones, anyway. My old Switch. Yeah, you got mine. I Diablo Okay, one. okay. You have my Diablo, he got your old one. And what he was doing was, because his hands are so small, he'd pick up the Switch and hold it with one hand on the side to where he was basically f- putting all this pressure on the Joy-Con, and we started having issues where the Joy-Cons would not even be recognizable by the Switch because it was putting pressure right there on the connection where, you know, because it's for the along the railing. Right. That's what I'm trying to say, the railing. And so I was trying to find, this is one of the reasons why I've tried so many grips and cases, because I was trying to find one good for him. And so we went through a bunch, and we finally uh, settled on one from Skull & Company. It's a protective uh, case with replaceable grips. And this case goes around the entire part of the Switch, except for the front, but goes around the, the sides, the back, and everyth- everything. And it has, um, it has you know, a grip on it. And so, but it's replaceable, 
between like small, medium, large, and so based on your hands. And so Caleb's uh, case protects his case, or I'm sorry, protects his switch, gives him a little bit of grip, so it's nice, but also, which he's not allowed to do, but if he does accidentally pick it up again by just the Joy-Con, Joy yes, the, the weight of the whole switch is not, then not just on one Joy-Con, but it's distributed on the whole body of the switch because it holds it together because it goes on, on the right. sides real tight. The cool thing about this one, though, is not only are the grips, you know, um, interchangeable based on size, but also you can get different colors. colors yeah. It also is dockable. Because most uh, cases that go around your switch like this, you know, grips that are also cases, aren't dockable. You can plug up the USB-C port, but you can't put it in the dock. Well, both you and Caleb play on TV mode a lot, and so it was easy to take his switch, slide it in the dock, you know, in this case. Waste the grip on you. Right, and this is the only one that I've tried that was dockable that, that, that we liked. I mean, I stand by it. It was great. Um, this one is cheaper. You can get the, uh, the case grip by itself. For eighteen ninety nine, but if you want a, an actual case for your switch that holds it with the grip as well, like Caleb's old case wouldn't hold it because of the grips, uh, it made it too tall. And so they do offer a, a combo that's the you know the actual case itself as well as you know this. They're both cases, but I'm talking about the, z the zipper case to put things in as well as right. the, the grip. Uh, that's forty dollars. So nineteen for just the grip on the switch, and then forty for both pieces. So anyway. Um, Totally think you need a grip. And so, you know, Nintendo's done some other things like with third-party brands like Hori and other companies where you just slip on little skins. And for some people, that's enough. Um, but these two right here, Satisfy, I think, gosh, if you haven't tried to Satisfy Grip, you need to try to Satisfy Grip. They're very satisfying. I mean, you, you have, Amazon has a 30-day return policy. Buy one, try it out. I just heard what you did there. Yeah, it's very satisfying. I think it's totally worth it. I, I can't imagine playing in handheld for long periods of time without using a grip. Absolutely love my grip. Last thing we want to talk about as far as our accessories, and then we're going to move on with the show, is... Docks. So talking about docks for the Switch. Now, I've always stayed away from this because docks um, for the Switch uh, have never been certi certified by Nintendo. They're slowly... There's some out now that do have the seal of approval from Nintendo. And here's the reason why. Back when firmware 5.0 came out to the Switch, it did something. Um, I don't know what it did, but it did something as far as regulating the power that that you know that comes into your Switch when you're charging it. Uh, I'm sure it's for a safety measure, so your Switch doesn't get fried or something like that. But Switches are becoming bricked left and right, and what we found, what people found, was that the common denominator was using third-party chargers and third-party docks because. The Nintendo dock by itself is no, at retail when it first came out was ninety bucks. I think since then it's dropped down to like seventy, but it was ninety dollars, and it's that big shell that you see now where you slide it all the way in there. And there's not really a reason for that. And people wanted these third-party docks that were small, easy to carry, and everything else. Well, they were frying people's switches, and so I've always told people stay away from third-party docks. It's just not worth it. So Genki came out with a dock for the Switch, and it's based on the same technology as their Bluetooth adapter. And so they did a lot of research into why Switches were frying um, when they made their, their pass-through uh, Bluetooth adapter, because you're dealing with power now, and you, know, you don't want to pass through dirty power and everything right. else. So they came out with the, it's, it's the Genki Covert Dock by Human Things. It's $74.99, so it is definitely more pricey than a third-party dock. And it gets up there close to Nintendo's. But here's what's cool. It's an all-in-one design that replaces both the original dock and the charger. I'm just going to read off some specs here. The actual, and Jaden, you've got a picture in front of you right I there as do, well. yeah. So the actual 
this whole dock charger, it's all in one. It's 10 times smaller than the original dock. So if you were to compare this to Nintendo's dock, it's 10 times smaller. Basically, what you have is that you've got this, uh, think about like a, um, if you've got like an Anchor or another brand of a USB charger where it has like two or three ports on it. So instead of having like, you know what I'm talking about, three iPhone chargers, right. you've got one bigger. One, one block. This is what it looks like. It's one block that has prongs that fold in and fold out. You plug it in, and as you plug right after you plug it in, it's got three ports along the front. It has a USB-C port that is both for charging as well as receiving data. So it's not just you know charging; it can also receive data. Um, and you can use this for anything for you know a MacBook or your iPad or whatever tablet you have, whatever phone you have. You can use it for all these different things, including the Switch. Uh, it's safe to use. It is using um, USB Type C, like I said before, but it adheres to Nintendo Switch's energy standards according to power delivery, you know, PD 3.0. Sometimes you'll see that when you look on an Amazon to buy a charger or whatever else. Um, but it can go both ways. And so on the front of this, you've got the USB-C, you've got the USB-A port, which is 3.1, which again, you can link different accessories to it. And it has an HDMI out uh, port. So basically, all you need is this adapter and a USB-C cable. That's all you need. And you go to a friend's house and you want to play your Switch, you carry this adapter that fits in the palm of your hand. It's it's about the thickness of maybe two Switches, but the height of it, it's smaller than a Switch. I mean, this is, I mean, it's a really small adapter. We'll put a link in the show notes. We've talked about it before um, a few shows ago. Not in this detail. I mean, right, not it's in just, this detail. But it's it's right. fantastic. Um, and one of the things that's cool about it is that the other day I was having to re-download a lot of games onto a new SD card, and I don't have a uh, network port, you know, in our in our family room where all the games are and everything else. And so what I did was I hooked this dock down by our router, and then because the USB uh, three port on the front, the, the, that A port, I plugged in the Switch Ethernet adapter right then, and then was able to do that because normally you'd have to have a Nintendo dock to be able to do that. And so it supports everything right there. So you plug this into the wall. You has an HDMI port on it. So you plug from HDMI there straight to the TV. And then you plug in the USB-C uh, from that adapter straight to your Switch. So your Switch can sit anywhere, you know, next to the TV because it has that long USB-C cable that they provide. It's actually a high-quality USB-C cable. It's great to use. Um, and then on the USB-A port, you could plug in, like, your Genki Bluetooth adapter right there. And again, you have everything in one package. So you could literally carry this this dock with you anywhere you go. And you're you can be portable. Used to I had to carry that big dock that takes up half my backpack when we go on vacation or something. Oh yeah, you'd always pack a dock and the yeah. I don't need that anymore. Now I've got this great little adapter right here and that I can carry my, my pocket. My favorite part about it is the pouch it comes with. It comes with this neat uh, uh like that neoprene material. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. real nice. The it's drawstring. drawstring. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a very quality little pouch that you just slip it into and Close it up and then take it out whenever you like so it doesn't get all scratched up. You know? So if you need further justification on the stock, because it is $75, um, we'll put a link in the show notes. Right now, it's not on Amazon. You buy it directly from Human Things. Um, I think they're shipping in j- early July at this point, but it, it's not. It's specified for the Nintendo, so it's safe. At the same time, because it's, so, it's built with so much quality, you can use this with other things. You could hook up, you could plug this into the wall and plug in your... Uh, your MacBook directly to it with USB-C and then hook up from the HDMI out to a projector and use it for a projector, like in a work environment. So it becomes everything you need right it's there really, as well. Really I mean, nice. it's just, it's a yeah. great adapter that you could use like again with MacBooks and Ethernet adapters and USB drives and all kinds of things. And so it's totally, it's it's the best third-party dock ever. I would love to see Nintendo to come up with something like this. I mean, this is, 
this is what I, I would use all the time. And it's been great. I absolutely love the purchase. So, um, that's going to be it. We're going to put links on all these adapters, adapters, all these accessories, accessories in the cases, show notes. Whatnot. Yeah, we, yeah, really good stuff here. Um, because of time, we are going to skip Indie Corner. However, we haven't done tabletop gaming in a while. And so we're going to go ahead and, and uh, go there and talk to you all about a new game that we just learned about. Okay, so this new game that we just started playing um, yesterday is called Codenames. And so, really had fun with this game. And if you've seen this one and haven't picked it up yet, definitely check it out. And so, let me give you this, the specs. We like to give you specs on board games um, based on board God, at BoardGameGeek.com. And so, these specs basically tell you, you know, how, how long of a game, how easy, how hard... How many players, things like that. So this is a two to eight player game. And I actually, you could do more than eight players based on teams. And we'll get to that in a second. But it's two to eight players. The time is 15 minutes, unless you have somebody who's super indecisive. Jaden. Me. Uh, <laughs> I think some of your turns were 15 minutes. They were. Um, according to uh, Board Game Geek, uh, or in the box, it says an age rating of 14 plus. Man, I don't. I think you could easily play this with your young kids. I mean, I, I get why they're saying that, because it's kind of complicated sometimes and it's you really have to think really hard in this game like you have to you know we'll explain it but you really have to think about you know what other people are going to be thinking but here's the thing i think caleb could easily play this game maybe i think caleb could easily play this game and i think even micah at some point if you used you know if you were the i don't know what it's called the code master or whatever else master if you were the code master or uh Reading this, it doesn't matter. It's something. something. If you're if you're the guy, spy master, that's what it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, spy master. If it you're, does if you're the spy master and you're the one reading, you know the the codes or what, or whatever, um, and keeping it simple, you could definitely play this with all ages. But anyway, yeah. So two to eight players, fifteen minutes long. Uh, it says an age of fourteen plus. Now the weight of the game, again, five being a very complicated game, one being the easiest game. It has a one point three rating, so very easy to learn. Um, board game. Geeks gives this a six, a seven point six out of ten rating. Um, I haven't played this nearly enough. Um, I think that's probably close, though. I mean, I don't think I'd give it an. I, I maybe would give it an eight. I'd give it at least an eight. I had a lot and a lot of fun with it. It, it was a lot of fun. I'm just not sure. We haven't played it enough to see how long. Yeah, right now, it's still new. We're in that honeymoon right. phase with the game. So, um, the MSR, MSRP on this game is 20 bucks, but you can find it on sale a lot of times. I found it on Amazon today for 15 26 And so, if you're interested in the game, there will be a link directly to this game in our show notes. And um, just as a disclaimer, anything that you buy using our, our links in the show notes, we get a small little kickback on it. And so, if you want to do that to help support the show, that'd be great. Um, so let me just read the description from here, and then Jay, go ahead and you know, add into this. So Codenames is a social word game with a simple premise and challenging gameplay. Two rival spymasters know the secret identities of 25 agents, and their teammates know the agents only by their codenames. The teams compete to see who can make contact with all of their agents first. Spymasters give one-word clues that can then point to multiple words on the table. So for example, let's say there's... Um, your team has, uh, I don't know, like a, out of the, what's on the cards on the table, there's like a giraffe, a cat, and a rhino. And um, so there's only three animals, but your team has two. Well, at that point, the spy master can give a one-word clue to, and then how, a number for how many cards. And so uh, there's three animals, but he only has two you know, that are his. So he would say animal two. 
And that way you'd give, you would know your team, okay, there's two cards here, two of which are animals. We've got to figure this out. And so we're going to, you know, that, that's what you can do in everything else. Um, the game works very well uh, with four players if you prefer to guess without help. So you just, you know, 1v1v1. Um, it, again, it says up to eight players. I think you could easily play this with bigger groups. I would love to see. I'm sorry, there's no ease in the background with our kids and everything else. Um, I think it'd be really cool to play this with a large group. We played it with, what was it, um, seven people? Seven. So we did we did two teams of four and three. I think it'd well, be... Well, no, 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 no. We had seven people, but two people took turns. So most... Oh, that's right. So we did so three, three and three. On three. How cool would it be, though, to see four teams? Wait, wait, what? Or even three teams, but with more people. Like, I think it'd be really cool to get a group together. So like two of like, v two v two v two. No, 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 no. I mean, like four versus four versus four oh, versus four. Or, or even if you're doing just two teams, I think it'd be cool to get six versus six. Yeah. Because then you've got a spy master on each side, and then you've got five and five, really trying to figure it out. I All these like differing opinions and everything else. Easier though. I think it'd make it more chaotic in a in a more fun chaotic. way. It'd make it more of a party game right. rather than just a family game. And right. that's one thing that's unique about this game is I think it really lends itself well to a small family game or a giant party game. You know, I, th yeah, I think yeah, it'd be yeah. really cool. Um, the game works very well, like I said. Um, and there's there's many other variations to the base game. And so, like, based on the age of your kids and everything else, they have a Disney Family Edition. They have a duet. Uh, edition there's a pictures edition there's there's a lot of different versions out there and again we'll link the the main base game in our show notes uh, jay what would you say about this game um yeah so like i was saying earlier you really have to think so you know he was talking about spy master so the spy master is i guess you could say the captain of the team they mm -hmm. get to see the code of the board and they have to get their team to guess what the words are yes and so you really have and you can only use one word to describe the words on the board. And so you really have to think what word would best make your teammates think of it. And so sometimes it's really hard because what you think, like oh, if I said a word, like I remember when we were playing, um, I used the word basketball. And I said basketball too because there was the word court and the word trip that they had to guess. And so for me, it made perfect sense because, you know, obviously court, everyone's going to get that one. But then trip, I didn't know if they would get that. But to me, it was super obvious because, you know, I play basketball. So we go on away so games many, wait, yeah. or like college basketball games, you know, stuff like that. So you're always traveling when you're playing basketball. So that made sense to me. But I wasn't sure if they were going to get it. So, you know, just things like that. You know, you have to know your team really right. well. You need to know your team. Um, there was an example that I, that I was thinking about while you were talking about that is that I was on a team with two, uh, two other players. And so... There was a three, you know, so three of us. One person was the spy master, and, and me and the and this other person was was guessing. And so, our spy master used the word um, hide. Now, the thing is, when you're playing this game, you know, hide can mean two different things, like hide, like hide and seek. I'm hiding behind a, right. ta a table, or hide like that of a you know, like like a cow's hide or something. Right. And so, on the board, um, there was a word. As soon as she said hide, my mind instantly went to. Um, Smugglers. I guess, like, what were they? Smugglers. Something smugglers hiding out in a cave. Well, there's also a bear on there. And so my teammate, her mind instantly went to bear. Mine, mine instantly went to smugglers. And so that there was a division. And so we had to really kind of figure out which one it was. Right. And then we had to figure out, well, is it technically a hide? Well, bears isn't really a hide. That's generally called a pelt. And we went back and forth. And we finally did our final answer. And you, you can have those kind of open conversations. And the spy master has to be completely neutral. Yeah, spy like, master can't say anything. Hide your face if you right. show things. And so she, we finally decided on uh, smugglers. And we got it right. You know, and that was, that was it. And so 
Um, not the whole time, but generally the spymaster and myself in that round, we saw everything the exact same way, which was really helpful. And we ended up winning the, uh, that game. Yeah. And so, um, but then again, there was one word that she was trying to get us to get. And I can't remember what her word was. She kept saying, or the first word she gave. She said dinner, right? Yes. Dinner. I think it was, yeah, it was dinner. It was dinner. And, and so she we was chose, trying to get y'all, it, it, was like, chose, it was like, it was like ham and pass. And we did ham and peas because you eat ham for dinner, right. peas for dinner. And she did. She was thinking she dinner. Was thinking you pass the, the plate around. or pass the right. food, and we're like, we didn't go there. So, in fact, in fact, that word "pass" is one of the last uh, words on the board <laughs> before we won the game. So, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it's just you know you got to know the people you're playing with. Stuff yeah, like that. code names is great, and once you, I mean, it even has a timer in there. You don't use the timer, but the rules even say why did we include a timer? Well, if you have a team member who's taken forever, Jaden. To come up with a yeah. solution, Jaden, yeah. flip the timer over and then, you know, force them to be out. Or even you as a spy master, if you're struggling coming up with a word and the other team's waiting too long, just flip over the timer. So anyway, um, again, that's code names. We'll have it in the show notes. And great game. Pick it up. I think I think everybody would, would enjoy this. I don't really see a personality type in here who would not enjoy yeah, this y'all game. Yeah, might sound kind of confused based on our description, but once you sit down and, like, look at it, it... It's really simple. There's a YouTube video on how to play, and if I can find that, I'll put it back in the show notes as well so you can see it. Really easy game. Again, uh, check it out. be in the show notes, but that's pretty much going to wrap it up for us. So remember that you can find everything that we've talked about, all the links we talked about, down in the show notes of whatever app you're using. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. Again, you can drop us a line at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. Send us your thoughts, questions, and your own story. And uh, as always, uh, please leave us a good review on uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Uh, Subscribe, you know, share it out. And leave us a good review. It always helps us out. And if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can do so via Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dad's gaming corner. Jay, anything you want to say as we close? No, y'all go pick up a couple of those accessories we talked about, though, because these come in real handy when you have a Switch. So Great accessories. Go look at those. All right, y'all have a safe week. We'll see y'all next week.